Lowell Tuckerman and Marco Kolovich here with you. Thank you for tuning in to Bay Area Sports Wrap. Brian McTaggart has covered the Houston Astros since 2004 and the last 10 years for MLB.com. And Brian, I want to thank you very much for coming on Bay Area Sports Wrap. I'm Lowell. He's Marco. And how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I want to get right to it. So obviously, since the offseason began, this has been, I guess, unnerving, to say the least, for the Astros organization and the Astros fans. I have to ask you, as someone who knows, knows this organization as well as anybody, from where you sit, how are the Astros handling this? Is it a walk on eggshells type situation? Are they an open book, fully cooperative? What are you seeing right now from the Astros as MLB conducts their investigation? Well, we really haven't seen much. I mean, the uh, you know they issued a statement when the uh, when the allegations first came out shortly after the World Series, and basically just said they're not going to have a comment until um, it's going to be over. And really, that. It's been radio silence since then. I mean, no players have said anything either uh, with words or on on social media. Um, there's there have been no events where uh, anybody management has has been available or or talked or you know AJ Hinch or any of the coaches. Uh, Jim Crane, the owner, was at the owners' meetings last week in in Arlington and uh, you know really didn't say anything, didn't talk to the media. So. Um, no one knows what the Astros are thinking. I mean, there it's just it's just been quiet. I mean, it, you know, reading some of the stories that have come out on ESPN, it, it sounds like you know that MLB is well into a thorough investigation and has you know interviewed a lot of the uh, the key players on the team and, and some people in management as well. So I'm sure they've they've probably all been instructed not to say anything until this uh, investigation is over, which who knows when that's going to be because it sounds like it's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, Brian, I guess one thing that you can kind of, I think MLB is, you can accuse them of this. You can even go back to when Bud Selig was the commissioner. They tend to be very vague with when they announce investigations in terms of what the expected outcomes will be, what the timelines will be. Do you feel at this point MLB at least owes the Astros, hey, uh, here's the timeline, here are expected penalties? I don't know what to expect from this, Brian. Yeah, well, I don't think they do either. I mean, I don't think they know what the penalties could be because this is, you know, this could be some pretty unprecedented stuff if, uh, you know, these allegations are true. And uh, it's a pretty comprehensive investigation, so I don't think they know how long it's going to take. It's also two-pronged. I mean, if you remember right after the Astros beat the Yankees to go to the World Series, there was an incident in the clubhouse involving uh, the assistant general manager, Brandon Taubman, and he, uh, you know, the Astros bundled the response, and, um, you know, they ended up apologizing later, and Tommy got fired. But MLB said at that point it's going to investigate that incident. And so now both these investigations have sort of melded into one. So this is a pretty thorough uh, thing that involves not only baseball players, but baseball operations, business operations, uh, just across the board. And so I think I don't think they know how long this investigation is going to take, or do, you know, I can't imagine that. You know, if this if this stuff is true, that there's going to be punishment probably like we've never seen before. Uh, Brian, this is Marco here. And, you know, when you, you think about how long this investigation is going to take, when it finally does conclude, I mean, what do you think is going to be probably the, the severest, harshest penalty that's going to be upon cast upon the Astros? And maybe what's like the lightest that could possibly happen here? 
Well, it's, if it's true that there was cheating and it was systematic and that you know it started at the top, then I, I think we'll see severe penalties. You know, two million dollars is the max, and you know the money I don't think is anything big at this point. But I think where you would really hurt the Astros is taking away draft picks, and uh, you know that's something baseball has done before. I mean, they did it against the Cardinals for the Astros just a few years ago. Um, but you know, to take away draft picks, that could you know really hurt them. Maybe ban them from signing free agents. Stuff like that will hurt them on the field. Uh, in the long run, I mean, the Astros are still right now built to be a very good team. If they have everyone coming back and they don't add any players, they're still going to be a very good team for next season. But then you also have to look at uh, some of the people involved, and are they going to issue suspensions? Could the general manager get suspended, um, or maybe you know someone on the field staff gets suspended? I have a hard time believing the players will be involved in, in any of this, just because I, I think the, uh, you know, the union is so strong, and I, I just have a hard time believing that the players will, will suffer any kind of big consequences. I think it's going to come at management level. I think it could come at field staff level with is the manager or any of the coaches, but I, I you know, I, I definitely could see if this is true, some, some people getting suspended. How long? I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, Major League Baseball issued a live suspension just a couple of years ago to the Braves general manager for, for uh, sort of circumnavigating the international signing bonuses and then and then lying about it. So, um, you know, if these if these people that are being asked questions right now by the Department of Investigations aren't forthcoming, I think the, the punishments could be even harder. We're talking with Brian McTaggart, MLB.com, Astros beat reporter here on Bay Area Sports Wrap. Brian, I want to go back to the very end of the World Series. Something I thought was just bizarre, almost maybe not even an hour after the conclusion of the World Series, you see Garrett Cole with his Boris uh, hat, whatever the heck that was he was wearing, basically trying to immediately distance himself from the Houston Astros. So as we look ahead to the offseason for the Houston Astros, I have to wonder if their ability to retain and acquire prized free agents is going to be hindered at all from this investigation. What do you think? Yeah, I think it could be. I mean, I think if there's long-term ramifications as far as draft picks and things are going to hurt them on the field, um, or things come out to where really there's something systematically going on where, where there's a really uh, a poor culture, then, I, you know, I think, it, I think it could. I think it could give some free agents pause about signing here. I mean, the Astros are kind of at the spot now to also where they don't have a lot of money left to spend in free agency. So, um, you know, I don't, really don't see how they would be able to afford Garrett Cole or, you know, without going way over the, the luxury threshold. So I don't, you know, I don't know, you know how active they're going to be in free agency, but – yeah, I mean, I think if you're a free agent thinking of come, coming to Houston, that, you know, maybe that's something that, that's weighing on your mind. You're like, well, maybe, you know, I need to see how this plays out because, you know, this team could get punished a couple of years ago, and I, you know, I might have to pay for that as well. You know, the Garrett Cole situation you referenced, you know, I was right there when, um, when he was asked to talk. I mean, that was a, a pretty, that was a pretty, uh, difficult clubhouse like I had never seen before. I mean, they were only 20 minutes removed from having lost game seven of the world series and you know won a couple of days earlier they, they thought they had it in the bag and the emotions were really high and you know garrett cole came to houston thought he was going to win a world series and then it, you know it was snatched away and um you know reporters asked to talk to him and you know he bristled a little bit and you know eventually he did talk and you know he did have the, the boris hat it was kind of a weird deal but i don't think it you know i wouldn't look down on on garrett for that i mean i just think their, their emotions were high and they were really raw and 
Um, you know, Garrett ended up doing the interview and, and spoke honestly about what was going on. But um, it's definitely a weird, weird time in their history, Astros history right now because it, ever since they they hit that home run, Altuve hit the home run to, to win the pennant. You know, it's been a rough month for them just with the, you know losing the World Series and now two different investigations have opened up against them and. Um, it just seems like uh, you know nothing has gone right since that moment Altuve has hit that home run. Yeah, Brian McTaggart from MLB.com, Astros beat reporter, joining us on Bay Area Sports Wrap. Yeah, and the reason I mentioned the Garrett Cole thing after Game Seven of the World Series is, as I have to imagine, if this guy makes up his mind after and hit and hit probably with his line of thinking, I should have pitched in Game 7. I wonder if that was the straw that broke the back. Or do you think this was something building up where the Astros organization had a feeling that Cole was not going to be retained? Well, I think we always knew he was going to hit free agency, right? I mean, he's he's first-time free agent. He's 29. I mean, I, I think he, you know, not putting himself out on the market probably wouldn't be wise. He's represented by Scott Boris. He's definitely going to want his client to go out there and, and hit open free agency and, you know, have every team that, that wants to have a shot at them uh, make a bid. So it's no surprise that they didn't sign Garrett Cole, uh, you know, at, you know when the World Series ended, that he was going to be a free agent. So that, you know, that, that wasn't a surprise at all. But, yeah, I, I think he was a little frustrated at not pitching in Game 7. And they, they did have a plan. He met with A.J. Hinch, and they said that, you know, you're going to pitch, but you're only going to pitch if we have the lead. And so when he went to the bullpen, um, you know, Zach Greinke was still rolling, and, you know, Cole got out there and warmed up just to loosen up a little bit, not like he was going to come in the game. So he was pretty much a, just a reliever at that point. And then uh, in the seventh inning, the home run by Kendrick, the Astros didn't have the lead anymore. And so uh, when when Hinch went and got Greinke out of the game, it, it was not going to be a situation for Garrett Cole in, in just a scenario that they had agreed upon, that he was going to pitch with the lead, and he never got the lead again. So... Um, so I don't know, you know, if he was frustrated by not pitching, um, you know, it would be a little peculiar just because they had agreed to this plan, how they were going to use him and that situation to use him just never came up. So, um, you know, I think he was just more frustrated that he never got a chance to pitch. Maybe that they, they did blow the lead and, you know, maybe if they'd gotten two more outs, he would, he would have started, you know, the, the eighth inning with the lead and a chance to close out the world series. Probably a lot of factors played in though, you know, why Garrett was so frustrated. Right. And Brian, you know, one thing I, I'm I'm thinking of kinda in the future here, let's just say these penalties are harsh and they're severe, like you said, they're there's draft picks that are gone and you know, they can't sign good free agents. I mean, they weren't going to sign really Cole anyway, I don't, in my opinion. But what does this do now for the rest of the AL West, particularly here in, in the Bay Area, the Oakland A's, and even like Seattle? You know, is, does this does this make them maybe get a little bit closer to that division crown, which they haven't been able to get to in a while now? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say until we know what's going to happen. I mean, but, you know, like I said, I mean, the Astros intact right now are – are still a really, really good team. I mean, they're you know, if they lose Garrett Cole, they're clearly not as good, but they still have pretty much all their key offensive pieces back. Um, they still have a really good rotation coming back with Verlander, Granke, Lance McCullers is back off an injury, um, and some of the other young guys we saw pitch in the playoffs. So, you know, they still could add another arm here or there. So, you know, I think any team looking to knock the Astros off the division perch, I don't think it's going to happen just yet. I mean, this window for the Astros is, is wide open, and I still think they're the class of the division in 2020. And then, in, you know, maybe in, in 2021, you know, they, they do have some free agents coming up at the end of 2020 
including George Springer, uh, really their entire outfield, George Springer, Josh Reddick, Michael Brantley are all going to be free agents. I think Yuli Gurriel will be a free agent as well. So that's the point to where they really have to start uh, bringing in some new players. But, you know, here they are pretty taxed on their payroll. I mean, they have some huge contracts with Verlander. Jose Altuve has a big deal kicking in next year. Alex Bregman signed an extension. You know, Zach Granke's making a lot of money the next two years. So they're at the point where they're, they're you know, kind of boxed in a little bit uh, payroll-wise and I think talent-wise. But that's still a couple of years away, especially, you know, not 2020. I, I still think they're poised to probably, you know, win the division pretty easily in, in 2020. Because I, I just don't see the punishment from MLB being that any of the players are going to get suspended. I, I just don't see that happening. Are you going to suspend all of them? I mean, you know, I don't think you can do that. So um, I don't think I don't think anything that they hand down punishment-wise is going to affect the players and, and their performance on the field uh, next season. Hey, Brian, before we let you run, there's a perception that there's a, a culture problem in the Astros organization. I'm not going to ask you if you agree with that, but I will say this. If there is an issue there with a culture problem in any organization. Where does it start as far as getting that fixed? Does it go from the owner on down to the GM, the manager? How does a culture problem get rectified? Well, I think it's probably the, the GM on down. I mean, Jim Crane has owned the team seven or eight years now, and he's always been a guy who uh, likes to be – hands-on when it matters you know he hires people and trusts them to do their job and then we'll kind of step away from it there's a big decision to make he steps in you know he's pretty instrumental in the the Verlander trade the Zach Greinke trade but most of the day-to-day stuff he's really not involved with so I think you know uh, general manager Jeff Luno he's the one that really I think sets the tone for the organization Um, so I you know I think it would start there and, and, and go down and he's you know pretty much you know, revamp the way they do things. We all know they got rid of a lot of scouts a couple of years ago. They rely more hev- heavily on analytics than, than anybody else, which has sort of made them, you know, sort of evil villains in the, the baseball world where there's a, l- a lot of good scouts that were out of work and, uh, you know, people didn't like the way the Astros were doing things. But, you know, you can't argue with the results and, you know, three consecutive 101 seasons, World Series, you know, all that right now is, you know, up in the air based on uh, if it's true how they did it and, you know, if that, if that helped them win. But I, I, I think if there is a, a culture problem, um, I think it would start with the GM and work your way down from there. And, you know, if you're Jim Crane, you might want to say, you know what, I just want to start this thing over and just uh, maybe clean house and, and go from there after all the dust settles on this. That is Brian McTaggart, MLB.com Astros beat reporter. Brian, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Enjoy the rest of your offseason. I look forward to seeing you out at the Coliseum this coming year. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. All right, there he is, Brian McTaggart, MLB.com, Astros beat reporter.